Hello and welcome to Complete Caribbean, a Travel Pulse podcast all about the world's favorite warm weather destination, the Caribbean. I'm writer, editor, and Caribbean travel expert, Jet Set Sarah. And I'm Brian Major, managing editor here at Travel Pulse. We're happy to have you join us today as we discuss the ins and the outs of Caribbean travel and we share the latest info and intelligence on this wonderfully diverse region. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode, episode 22 of Complete Caribbean Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 16th, 2022, and we have a lot of news to tell you this weekend, don't we, Brian? Yeah, we sure do. Hi, everybody. I'm going to start, you know, we always start with this just in, and I'm literally going to start with something that is literally just in. Just We just got this email less than an hour ago. And of course, guess what? It's all about changes, relaxation of COVID protocols for a Caribbean country. In this case, it is Antigua and Barbuda, the twin island nation of Antigua and Barbuda. They have just announced the removal of all the travel testing requirements. Um, so now if you're traveling to Antigua or Barbuda and you, and you are fully vaccinated, that part's really important. If you're a fully vaccinated passenger, you're no longer required to present a PCR or a rapid test negative result to get into the country. And they're not the only ones. They're the ones that are just in as of today. But we've got a few more to run down for you. So I'll get started. If you're vaccinated and you're planning to visit Belize, the country has removed requirements for you to take a COVID test. However, you'll still have to buy Belize's travel insurance and you have to stay at an approved hotel. If you're unvaccinated, the rules remain the same. You have to show negative test results of a PCR test taken within 72 hours or an antigen test taken within 48 hours of arrival. And of course, for the latest info, we send you directly to the source, which is belizetourismboard.org. If, on the other hand, you're heading to St. Lucia, well, the regulations there have changed too. Now, if you're vaccinated, you need only show proof of a negative result from a rapid test within a day, within a day of your arrival. But of course, if you're unvaccinated, you'll need to have a negative test result from a PCR test taken within five days of touchdown. Before travel, all visitors to the island must also complete a health screening form. And you can find that at stlucia.org. There are changes too in the USVI. They have waived, they also have waived the requirement for VAX visitors coming from the US from the US to do pre-arrival testing. Unvaccinated travelers, however, still have to present results from a COVID test taken within five days of arrival. And both vaccinated and unvaccinated travelers have to register on the USVI's travel portal, which is usvitravelscreening.com before they hop on the plane. And I will say, I do know that you have to do that firsthand because I am leaving for the USVI on Sunday and uh-huh. I have had to do that too. So there you go. <laughs> and also you shouldn't forget if you're going to the, to the USVI, since it's a US territory, you're exempt from the pre-arrival testing requirement when you come back to the American mainland from St. John or St. Thomas or St. Croix. So don't forget that part. Right. And then another U.S. territory. In Puerto Rico, domestic U.S. travelers are no longer required to provide proof of vaccination or negative COVID-19 results when visiting. Mass requirements indoors and outdoors have also been removed. And last but not least, if you're visiting Curacao, whether or not you're vaccinated, you no longer have to do any type of COVID test to enter the country. You simply complete the digital immigration card at dcardcurasau.com. That's D I C A R D 
C-U-R-A-C-A-O.com. And you fill in the passenger locator card in advance of your visit, and you're literally good to go. So, Brian, again, this week, as we have been, as we've been (laughs) enumerating for 22 weeks, Every week, there's a whole bunch of changes to COVID protocols. Sometimes they get tightened. Usually, that's what they see. But as the case numbers are dropping, we're seeing the restrictions get a little looser, making it easier for people to to visit the Caribbean while we hope still um, you know, doing the best for everyone's health, whether you're visiting or whether you live there. That's a great point because that's the point of that's the point of all these you know um, protocols uh, to keep people to keep people uh, healthy and uh, to keep us all safe and uh, you know um, we 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 Sarah and I are both going through all these protocols as we travel. Uh, she's going to USVI mm-hmm. was just in uh, Bahamas. There are some steps involved in that, so of course you have to uh, be up on these things. Well, you know I want to start on another item, which is. Totally different. Here at Travel Pulse, we've been see- we've been receiving press notifications that the famous Corona beer beer brand will will debut a quote unique island destination in the Caribbean next year. We've been informed that this resort will open quote in the heart of the Caribbean Sea in the late spring of 2022 and feature beaches, lush gardens, and crystal clear waters where guests can participate in quote immersive educational experiences, focusing on sustainability, including workshops on plastic-free living, guided meditations in nature, and a visit to an on-site farm. All of that sounds great. And we also learn visitors will be strictly limited to ensure a minimal environmental footprint. All good things. Now, what Ooh, so have- wait, hold on, Brent. So they're not saying, they're just saying somewhere in the Caribbean, they're not saying which Caribbean country, is that correct? <laughs> For for weeks, exactly. For weeks that we've been getting uh, somewhere in the Caribbean and we have a distinct, undistinct Caribbean photo to go along with it of an island that could be, you know, it could be uh, in uh, South Carolina for a so, But uh, wow. so you kind of well, got, first, you know, When you were reporting this, I was thinking, oh, it's probably the Bahamas. You know, they've got 700 islands to go around. But then as you were talking about the things that you're going to be able to do on this island, I'm thinking, no, it's probably not the Bahamas. Because it seems like it would have like a oh, very see. sort of diverse topography. I thought maybe Dominica, but then I don't know. Where any guesses? Where do you think this 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 island's gonna be? Well, you know, this this well, that's what that's this is kind of it's funny you should mention the Bahamas because that we, this started the conversation with the managing ed- with the executive editor, Eric Bowman, who's sometimes on our on our podcast, um, and myself. And we were like, A, these uh, releases are annoying. <laughs> but but effective in getting us getting us curious about where this place is. Your where interest, is we're talking about it, right? Yeah. right. And it, right, it clearly worked because we're talking about it. So Eric wisely calls up the company uh, and discovers this uh, quote: "Corona Island is located off the clo- off the coast of Colombia, a short boat ride from Cartagena, on an island formerly known as Isla Arena. This secluded island is one of twenty seven of the Rosario Islands archipelago, which includes 46 nature-based national parks of Colombia, which includes Colombia's 46 nature-based national parks. I have actually, now that they mentioned that, I've actually been in this region of Colombia. It borders the Caribbean Sea. It's not where we think of what we think of Caribbean, but in that sense, it is Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And this is, Colombia itself is a, is a natural wonderland and the government has made environmental sustainability, a government policy 
as well as a um, as well as a, as a initiative. So uh, so this ought to be great. And now we know where this place is. Well, I never, first of all, I never would have guessed Columbia. That would have, you know, I would not have won any money on today's show if there was a prize for that. And and so oh, wow. are we breaking the news? Are we the only people who know that it's a Colombian island or do other people know? I have not seen any other reports. No one has reported where it is. Uh, I guess we are breaking news. Look at us. No Look at us. Breaking news. Giving you an exclusive. And I don't think anyone else has asked. <laughs> but we wanted to know. Where is this place? Of course we want to know. Well, now we know. Maybe they'll invite us and we can crack open a, a cold one. And God knows. I mean, Corona, the beer company, really deserves some good publicity after the last two years of Corona, right? They really yeah. deserve it. So I, I think they say life needs the Caribbean. I think Corona needs the Caribbean as well, too. Well put. <laughs> well, I have more news for the podcast. And, you know, do you remember a few weeks ago, we had Sandals Resorts Executive Chairman Adam Stewart here on the show. Sandals, as you may or may not know, is celebrating 40 years of being in business this year. And when Adam was here, he told us that the resort company had a pretty aggressive plan for expansion across the Caribbean. Well, as of this week, it sounds like that expansion is going to include Dominican Republic. All signs part point to at least part of the expansion being in the DR because last week, Stuart and Sandals executives checked out the resort areas of Punta Cana, Miches, and Las Terrenas, and they were there at the invitation of the Dominican Republic's ambassador to Jamaica, Her Excellency Angie Shakira Martinez Tejera. I like to say that. Angie Shakira Martinez Tejera. <laughs> she said, it's a dream of ours to have the very prestigious Sandals brand present here. We are honored by the visit and excited by the possibility of our island nation becoming the first Spanish Caribbean country to welcome Sandals. Sandals, as you might know, already operates 24 resorts under four different brands in the Caribbean. They're about to open a Curacao Hotel in June. They've got three more resorts um, underway in their home island of Jamaica, and they have a beaches resort coming to St. Vincent and the Grenadines in 2023. So, they're staying busy. You can tell, um, you know, the former, the former owner of Sandals, the late Butch Stewart. You can tell he really put everything in place in terms of succession and that that country. Country, it is kind of like a country. It's a destination in itself. But that company is really moving forward and from strength to strength with Adam at the helm. So we wish them the best. And if they get to the Dominican Republic, sounds like the Dominican Republic people are really excited to have them. It does. And it's going to be it's going to be something really special. Of course, it's it's wonderful, as Sarah said, to, to see the brand roll out across the Caribbean. And, you know, it, it kind of makes sense in the fact that the parts of the Dominican Republic, that, that is the home of the all inclusive format. So, I mean, there are sandals rolls. In a way, it'll stand out among those brands, but they're they they also have some. Stiff, they will face some stiff competition yeah. here. Yeah, I, I remember brand. a few. It was probably ten years ago now, but when I used to work for Caribbean Travel and Life magazine, RIP. Um, we I, I actually went on assignment to Dominican to Punta Cana, and I had to visit every single um, all inclusive resort oh. while I was there. I was there with a the photographer, yeah. and we were there for two weeks. And it was, I tell you, there's a lot of all-inclusive resorts there. So, yes, Sandals will be one of many, but I'm sure they'll find a way to stand out. Well, let's talk more about the Dominican. Uh, this week came news that Aerojet Airlines, a low-cost national airline, was launched this week by the Dominican Republic government. 
And this carrier will begin up. Now, we had a little advance. Now, we mentioned this in our last broadcast that this was a possibility. And the, the, the president of the Dominican Republic kind of mentioned it casually. But uh, he held a press conference this past week and said the carrier will begin operations in May with 43 routes flying to Costa Rica, Colombia and Jamaica. And he said he expects the new airline will operate from Las Americas International Airport, which is in Santo Domingo, the Dominican capital capital and transport 7 million passengers a year. And he expects that there will be U.S. routes, routes to the U.S. by the end of this year. President Abner said that Arajet will, quote, encourage new markets and multiply the arrival of tourists to the Dominican Republic, enabling Dominicans abroad to see their relatives with low prices, with, quote, low prices. And he said the 24 routes will serve uh, some itineraries not currently in the market. So there is a, a lot of happenings, as always, in the Dominican Republic. You know, it already is the number one in terms of uh, visitors, has been traditionally mm-hmm. the number one uh, Caribbean destination in terms of visitors. And they, they want to continue that, obviously. And I mean, if you put in a low-cost carrier, you could only imagine it's going to bring tons more people, right? Yeah. And I, I do like the idea that they're saying it's making it easier um, for Dominican, for the Dominican the Dominican Republican diaspora, is that what we would say? The diaspora of the yeah. Dominican Republic to actually go backwards and forwards and see each other. That's always a good thing. That was a whole lot of news that we just packed into our This Justin section. And I have to say, you know, Brian and I, we really pride ourselves on bringing you a lot of news and the best news and the most latest, the latest news. We also pride ourselves on bringing you the very best Caribbean guests. And we have a very interesting gentleman on for our next Island Intel section. Today, our guest is a very esteemed one. His name is Mr. Fred Lounsbury, and he's the CEO of the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board. We're so thrilled to have you with us. Thanks for coming on, Fred. Thank you. Great to be with you. I think we're going to get right into it because I, I for one, can't wait to hear more, a little bit more about Nassau and Paradise Island. So tell me, what exactly does the Nassau Paradise Island Promotion Board do? What's your role in Bahamian tourism? Well, we are the private sector um, tourism entity. We work closely with the uh, Ministry of Tourism, the Bahamas Ministry of Tourism. We are, however, private sector. We partner. uh, We represent uh, the hotels. The hotels uh, are our members. And our sole purpose is to market the destination and uh, produce leads and business for our member hotels, as well as the entire destination. And I'm just going to quickly cut in and say, so, so you're basically doing two of the Bahamas 700 islands and about how many hotels? Uh, we have about 12 hotel members and they are big okay. ones, Atlantis, Bahamar. They're all multiple hotels within but we go right down to the boys. small hotels as well, the 20, 30, 40 room hotels like Bayview, uh, Bayview Village and um, um, Great Cliff, popular. Ah, so, we know so them well. Yes. All sizes, uh, from very large resorts to, to smaller properties. Yeah, Fred, that, you know, when you think about how important tourism is to the Bahamas economy, that, that is your role is, is extremely crucial. And speaking of that, how did you look to assist the country, the territory, the entire territory and all of its uh, stakeholders during this awful pandemic that we've, that we've endured, we thankfully may be coming out of? 
Yes, we, you know, throughout the whole, I guess it started about two years ago to the day that we're talking here where we, we went through the big yeah. shutdown. And one of the big roles was communication, um, having the right message in the marketplace. We didn't want anyone to forget about us, but yet we had to be extremely <laughs> sensitive. Uh, we were closed for a period. We opened, then we had to reclose. The whole messaging challenge was was critical. Uh, we did a pretty good job, I think. We were always looked out for, you know, the big, the importance of the health and safety of visitors and our residents was always the, the determining factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as we wanted to get back with it, we just had to take it, you know, a step at a time. Um, we were, you know, during that downtime, uh, I, I, as well as a number of our member hotels and the Ministry of Tourism, the Hotel Association, uh, we had, there was a committee, the Travel and Tourism Recovery Committee. Mm-hmm. We met sometimes, you know, every, every several times a week to one, mm-hmm. and it was all just communication about what do we, what's coming next? What do we say? How do we say it? How do we not get ahead of ourselves? How do we, uh, um, you know, just deal what was going? And it went everything from on-island vaccination issues to to all of the changes in entry requirements. So, um, you know, the board, well, you know, our prime purpose is marketing, 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 marketing. All the all of our budget is spent to market the destination. Uh, I'm in New York right now. We're uh, at the travel uh, and adventure shows, which have been very, very uh, well attended. La- it's been kind of every week for the last few weeks. Los Angeles was last week. They had a huge turnout. Um, I expect New York will be uh, a strong one. The weather is going to be pretty good, the way it sounds. <laughs> uh, so um, there's there, the interest is high. and uh, But that is what we do. We are, whether it be consumer, trade, uh, with the travel industry, but really consumer marketing is our, uh, we, we're, we drive the demand. Uh, that is our job, build demand for Nassau Paradise Island and the Bahamas. And so, and in that respect, I mean, so cer- certainly I know you were promoting the destination, but was there anything that the board was able to do to support the government's efforts in terms of public health and the health of tourism workers? Well, we were, well, we were very active with the, with the, um, Hotel Association. I mean, that was one of the keys is the whole, you know, the, the Caribbean has been, I, I, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, challenge vaccination throughout the Caribbean is, has been a challenge as far as um, getting it going. Part of it was the type of vaccine that there was great apprehension with the um, AstraZeneca that came uh, early, early on, because there were some odd reports about it, but then uh, really the country got access to all of the uh, various types and it picked right up. Um, so really we, we did participate. In fact, we did a number of PSAs, the promotion board with our, you know, all the footage and creative assets we have. We worked with the uh, uh, hotel association and hotels mm-hmm. to develop PSAs that ran in the Bahamas uh, we did man on the street kind of things, interviews. Oh, well, that's uh, very creative. I don't know that I don't know that I've heard about. any other destination doing that. That's amazing. Well done. 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, it, we do what it takes. You know, we're, we're there mm-hmm. to uh, support whatever. Uh, and, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, we got to take it in steps. We had to get, you know, the vaccination, getting the, the, the destination safe was mm-hmm. part of marketing the destination. So Some of the- they, they worked well. They, they got the thing going. And, uh, um, you know, it, we, we, that's part of what, you know, God, it seems like 10 years ago. <laughs> it was like two years ago. Uh, <laughs> but we, we did about two years ago this coming summer. And uh, so, um, you know, and it continues. I mean, we're right now, um, the island, or the country is about 50%, uh, give or take, a little higher. Many of the hotels are much, much higher. They have done their own internal campaigns. So, um, but it that continues. But um, we just moved from a level four from the CDC rating to a level three. We're headed for number two. Uh, you know, cruise, the cruise uh, industry is now... Mm-hmm. At level two, which is positive. Um, the requirements now are, are a three-day rapid or PCR test before coming, um, before, and then you apply for a health visa, which includes the insurance that if for some reason you happen to uh, fall ill, uh, it would take care of your hotel. And if you got seriously ill, you would be taken back to the United States. Uh, but we've gotten rid of all the on-island testing there for a while. You had to get a test two day, five day, eight day. And that's what our committee, we talked about this and we'd say, well, how is this working? And when it didn't work, we, you know, we were the conduit to the ministry of health, the ministry of tourism on the reality out there of what's going on. We also communicated all the time with the, um, on, with the airlines, keeping them up on the protocol changes. Uh, I, I send an email to them. I just sent one this week, letting them know we went to level three a couple of weeks ago that we'd gotten rid of the five day test. So, um, we do a lot of things. <laughs> now, Fred, when, uh, indeed, when Fred, when I was there last week, and, uh, you know, I'm going I'm next week. I was there at Atlantis as a Sarah. I'm going anytime and, uh, soon. I'm feeling very left out here. Oh, <laughs> it was it was mag- Let me tell you. First of all, it was magnificent. There were, as Fred mentioned, some protocols. Uh, the PCR test, the authorization. I did have to upload my vaccine card with the yes. lot number of the dose of medication <laughs> that I received, which I didn't even know existed, but was uh, is on my card. There are some there are some steps with, with the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, there are some steps, as Fred pointed out. It was a great vacation, regardless. It was a great stay, and uh, you know we had uh, uh, really good weather, so uh, everything kind of worked out. Uh, Again, go Great. to the Bahamas website, bahamas.gov, and or Nassau Paradise Island. <laughs> uh, Fred will tell you the, the and, website, and, and they will provide you all of the protocols. You have to know those before you travel. Yeah, in fact, just this week, they've removed, I, I think it might have been, what is today, t- uh, Wednesday. Now, masks are no longer required in the hotel lobbies and in the public areas. I don't know if that was the case when you were there, but I think that just changed. They removed that restriction. We were wearing them. Yes, we were wearing them. Just, yes. Well, yeah. you were a week too early, oh, but you had great yeah, weather. <laughs> the weather kind of turned for a little bit. But so, you know, every week it's just, you know, they're working, looking at the numbers where the, the, the cases on Island are 
nil virtually. And hence, oh, that's great news. Three and are probably headed to two. Um, you know, it's a process with the CDC. You have to do 28 days at this level and then it goes, but we're pretty confident we're uh, headed that way. That is honestly fantastic news. Uh, and, and now you've kind of got me sold wanting to come back to the Bahamas because I haven't been since, I think last June, I came when Crystal was doing those Bahamas cruises. That's right. So tell me, if I come back now and I come back specifically to Nassau and or Paradise Island, tell me three top things you'd recommend that I have to do before I leave. Um, there's so you know, much. Red, huh? yeah, I mean, so it, it really comes down to your everybody's got different priorities and tastes, family situation. If it's a couple, a group of individuals or family, um, you know, the big resorts have kind of everything <laughs> you mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, swim with dolphins or you know, two phenomenal water parks at uh, the two big resorts, casinos for nighttime entertainment. I always recommend get out on the water. Take a, uh, you know, there are great excursions to Rose Island, uh, Sandy Toes to another island. Um, yes, I've done that one. That was great. If you're going, if you're snorkeling, go to um, Stuart Coves is a great, uh, there are a number of dive and snorkel operators, but I always think get out on that beautiful water <laughs> that you see behind me. I think uh, I have to agree with you. You know, they yeah. talk about the Bahama blues all the time, but honestly, there's nothing. I even say, you know, I love all the Caribbeans equally, Caribbean islands equally. <laughs> but I will tell you that I always say to people, you know, the Bahamas, the water in the Bahamas, the beaches in the Bahamas, they kind of make everybody else look like they're not trying. They are <laughs> superb. <laughs> I, the other one I didn't mention that I think is, it has been probably still as backed as the number one is there's a powerboat adventure and there's a number of them and they go out. It's a full day trip. You go to uh, the Exumas, the Northern part of the Exumas swim with the pigs there. They stop and they have a lunch at a beautiful beach. Um, I think getting just a day trip is, is a great one. If you're it into is that. so much, it is so much, Fred describes it beautifully, but it is so much more when you're out there on that water in one of those power boats and you're going out to this private beach and you have an afternoon. It's like a dream. It's like a dream. It really is. And it is a total, like the minute you leave experience. that dot, you don't have to go far. I mean, Rose Island, you can see it almost. Um, you feel like you're in a totally different uh, world. It really is. And uh, uh, we do have a lot to offer. And, and you know, it's it's... I think the great thing about uh, Nassau, Paradise, and the entire Bahamas, there's something, whatever your interests are, we got it. Kayaking, there's a beautiful place uh, on the north, let's see, north, south side of the island, uh, a beautiful area for kayaking. And it's out among the mangroves, and you feel like you're on another island. So there, there's a lot to do and a lot to discover that a lot of people just you know, go to our website. You can research everything to do. And tell uh, us the website name. It's just nassauparadiseisland.com. Okay. That's, or Bahamas. That's pretty easy, too. hard to forget. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. But we, we have a very extensive uh, website on what everything to do and all the questions you have. Here's one for you. We just got, we are the first that I know of in the Caribbean. We have TSA pre check. 
When you come back oh, to the yes. US, did you have yes, it since you? last week? Yes, we did. Yes, I, I have TSA. I uh, have global entry. I have TSA pre-check. I, it was in effect as I came home, and it was, as always, magnificent. It just makes it that much better. <laughs> the other line is pretty long. It, it really it takes the sting <laughs> out of going yeah. home, right? You don't yeah. have to go take everything out of your briefcase oh. and shoes. and It's, it's really yeah. nice. And that, uh, I think we're the first. In the uh, yes, you are the first. We reported about it last mm-hmm. last time we were on the show. Actually, I, seriously, it takes a sting out of leaving the Bahamas, and it makes me think I really need to get back. So I you think, did. in terms when, of promoting this, all I was in. I was there in the summertime. Oh, so okay. it's, I'm overdue for a visit now because, of course, I'm in Miami. I'm not that far away. But um, I honestly, I do think it really is better in the Bahamas, and it sounds like it's even it. better in in Nassau and Paradise. And it's closer. Island. It's closer. It's better, and it's closer. And yeah, it's close, but yet you feel like you're a world apart. A world. We like you're that. Right. We like that. We like that. Thank you so much for being with us today, Fred. I really Thank enjoyed you. our conversation. You have me craving those bah- those Bahamian blues, and making me very jealous about Brian being there last week. But um, I think I'm going to go to NassauParadiseIsland.com and see what we can work up, right, Brian? All right. Well, I think um, that is a great idea. We're, we're, yeah. we, we are having a, We are having. I mean, I, I'd give it a couple of weeks because I think I'm not sure you'll find a hotel room <laughs> right now. It's very busy. <laughs> that's true, but that's a good. That is very, a very yeah, good this problem is the hardest for a destination thing. to There's have. There's always a room, especially now. But yeah, that's amazing. Well, very. We're having very very strong business right on through past Easter, so. Wow. wow. So you're doing, you're doing your job, Fred. Yeah. <laughs> we, we won't stop you from doing it any longer. <laughs> you have two years of pain so. <laughs> right. Yes. Fred, thank thanks you so much, much for being here. Great. Thank nice you. Having you. Take care. I come back great. soon. Happy to do it anytime. Nope. Okay. Good. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Over on the Tri-Island Territory of Grenada, they've just launched a volunteerism program that's designed for visitors who don't just want to enjoy the islands, they want to make a positive impact on them too. Now, there are a wide variety of programs you can choose from, from helping to tend the land at Annandale Community Garden, or beach and underwater cleanups on Grenada and its sister islands of Cariacou and Petite Martinique, or you can practice with young members of the Mount Rich Football Club if you're really good like bending it like Beckham. Yeah. Um, Get Swimming wow. Get Swimming Grenada is always looking for people to help with instruction for children who can't afford private swimming lessons. And if you're a nurse, doctor, or other medical professional, your expertise is welcomed at the island's hospitals and clinics. Of course, if you have the inclination to help, but you don't have the time, know that all these organizations and others in the program are always accepting financial donations and donations of equipment. For all the details on how you can give of your time, your resources, both, just surf over to puregrenada.com slash volunteerism. I think, you know, I'm really happy to report this piece of news because I think, you know, vacations, I guess, are, are in a way a very indulgent, selfish things, right? But just inherently, you know, you're, you're rewarding yourself for right. five years of five, 50 weeks of hard work. But um, I think it's nice we can also use that time to give back a little bit to the destination that you're going to. Especially these days when, you know, we're all thinking about that kind of that kind of thing and how we can, uh, you know, balance, you know, our ability to enjoy such wonderful, you know, destinations in these times um, and giving back. And, you know, it also is um, it's, it's great to hear that it's, it's taken place. It's being launched because I remember um, 
uh, one of our good friends, um, uh, Petra Roach, who's now the CEO of the Tourism Authority, said this was going to be one of her priorities to kind of prioritize some of these experiences. So uh, it's it's happening. So uh, great thing, great thing, great to see. I always I always love it when we when we end the show on you know yeah. a feel good note. Um, I can't believe it's I cannot believe it's time again already to wrap it up. But I think we packed in a lot of news. We're very grateful to our guest Fred Lounsbury for coming on and. Uh, making us want to go to the Bahamas because, you know, yeah. some of us, <clears throat> Brian, some of us <laughs> went last week, some of us stayed home. But yes, you, we, we, we're definitely going to keep Nassau. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep Nassau on Paradise Island at the forefront of our mind. And we hope you will too and the rest of the Caribbean. And we'll, until we talk to you again in the next episode, um, you know, keep it light, keep it fun and uh, keep it Caribbean. Absolutely. Enjoy everybody. <laughs> <laughs>